welcome to Adjust Your Crown. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. Welcome back to another episode of Adjust Your Crown. I am sitting here. I am joined in studio with my big sister in real life, Miss Janelle. Say hello to the people. Greetings and salutations. (laughs) I know that I refer to a lot of people as sis. Um, I have some sisters from another mister. Um, But Janelle is my sister in real life, like blood sister, big sister. Let's be clear about that because people are always like, (laughs) oh, Jamie's the oldest sister. No, I'm not. I am the crazy baby of the bunch. Uh, Not the bunch because it's just me and her. But, um, so welcome to Just Your Crown, sister. Thank you. Thank I'm you. so excited um, for you to sit down and chit-chat and, and talk I, with me. I know you are. It, so it's really funny, though, because um, she, in real life, is a journalist uh, by profession. Um, so this is a little intimidating. Uh, Why? Girl sitting on the other side of the mic from somebody that does this. Well, you just like, ask questions. I know, but, like, is she about to judge the quality of my question? <laughs> Yes, but that doesn't she mean you don't. Is. That doesn't mean that you don't ask the question. I have some tips for you. After. Oh my gosh, a big sister, absolutely. Today's theme um, for today's um, show is protect her, um, and I gave this to big sister because um, even though I'm probably the feisty one, you are. I'm probably the feisty one out the bunch, like don't mess with my sister. She is big sister. That's probably why people get it confused. You're the quiet sister. Yeah, my crazy is quiet. <laughs> you crazy. I'm so proud that you <laughs> that you acknowledged you're crazy. Because whereas my crazy is out loud, you do have your own quiet bit of crazy. It's okay. We love you and accept you here on the Just Your Crown. It's, it's, it's all about standing in your truth. So I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of you for that. So let's talk just really quickly, just as big sister, um, Kind of what that means to you. What kind of responsibility does that hold to you as a big sister um, in terms of me, the little sister? I mean, I think that it has changed over time, right? Because if we're honest, we did not get along as children. We did not. We we didn't. And um, literally, y'all, like yeah. literally, we didn't. She didn't like me. Let me not say that we didn't get along because I've always loved her. I've always had an affection. (laughs) She did not like me. Whatever. Like, it probably was typical, like, sibling stuff. But I just, I've always been easily annoyed and I've always kind of resorted to things that bother me are not pleasant experiences. I choose to not participate in those things. I told somebody in another episode that your gift of goodbye game is strong. (laughs) Yeah. And so my my grand goodbye was when I went off to Hampton. College, yeah. And so I think it wasn't until I was gone that we really were okay and really started to build our relationship that we have today. Yeah. So I I don't know that I felt any responsibility, you know, because it was annoying. It was like, oh, you know, I'm going over to like the military house and the CTJ, and like whatever. And it's like, oh god, Jamie got to come. <laughs> and it's like always oh, like out with my friends. And I'm just like, why? And like, if she's the little sister, why does she get to do all the stuff that I do? That like, where is the do. benefit of like being the older one? And I didn't have it, and I always had to like bring you along or whatever. And it just. <laughs> 
it it irritated me. That's so funny because even in thinking of my own children and, um, you know, my oldest is now at the point, um, well, he's been there for a little while where he's got his own life. And and I have been mindful because I, I know now that those were things that irritated you that I'll now ask him. Like, hey, is it okay if your brother comes too? Or can yeah. you take your brother? Nobody he, never asked me. And he smooth says no. <laughs> and I have had to learn to respect his no. Yeah. Like, I know, I don't want, um, you know, it came it came uh, back around full circle for us. But I didn't want that to be um, a thing for them. Yeah. So, um, I, can, I can definitely understand. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, so, I was living my best life. My sister had some bomb friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, like, back then, I don't think I felt any responsibility, like, big sisterly responsibility, because I was always trying to lose you. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, girl. Damn, Janelle. No, fine, like, whatever. <laughs> but now it's different, mm. and it's now I feel the responsibility to support you in whatever it is that you want to do in whatever ways that I can. And I think that, you know, I can even be overbearing in that. Um, (laughs) Also making sure that other people aren't in the way of you accomplishing the things that you want to do. Like I get irritated with those other people and I, and I smooth them like, yo, just don't even do them anymore. Just go around it. Goodbye. She'd be like, girl, leave them alone. Yeah. Um, And then, but it's also the thing too, because of the boys, and so it's also, even though I know nothing about motherhood, but it's supporting you in motherhood and making sure that you feel supported and that, you know, there aren't any issues going on there, um, if I can help it. So I think the stage that we're in now, I think I just really feel a responsibility of helping you do whatever it is that you want to do because I know that you have way more responsibilities than I do and so um whether it's helping with some of those responsibilities or just you know helping you figure out stuff or whatever um I feel a strong responsibility in that so now now we have that big sister little sister relationship and it's actually funny because most people that just met us now probably some people that unless you were real real vocal about your dislike of me um people that know us probably wouldn't believe that because we are very close now yeah i don't even know back then that people really realized that you didn't like me no because i don't think it was i was vocal about it back then but i I mean i wasn't vocal about too much of anything but i i wasn't vocal about it but my moves spoke volumes yeah like i was trying to be out in a way or going to do this other stuff or like yeah you know participating in things that like didn't involve you even when you got up to when you did finally get up to mount vernon then you started doing the basketball thing with me when you're a basketball manager like all that stuff so like i just would i would move quietly but even though in high school i had my you did own group of friends you did i think it i think once I that left. might not have been by choice, though. Now, by the sound of it, you might have left me by the time I got Girl, in high school. All the stuff that I was, I had but I mean, I was in friends. newspaper. I was yeah. in marching band. I was just in stuff that, we luckily, that interests. didn't interest you. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was interested in the wrong things. But, um, <laughs> anywho, um, but yeah, I think that um, people would be interested to know that because we... Um, have kind of come <laughs> full circle. But I agree. I think... Um, uh, big sister for me 
um, is definitely those things. You are very much um, supportive of um, any and everything that I do. Um, anywhere that you see, any space that you see me in, I always hashtag my right hand girl because you are definitely that. Like she's been here <laughs> recording this entire podcast. Um, through all of these interviews with me, anything I need your help on, any events that I have. And also, even though that you don't have children, like I, we've gone through some some things in motherhood that you've definitely helped with um, most recently with Brian going away to college and me not having that experience and it being an experience that you not only had but understand um, that there were going to be some things in that transition that were going to be a little difficult for me. <laughs> Um, but I, I have found comfort in coming to you about those things, um, for you to be like, girl, bye. Everybody does that. Like, don't, yeah. don't stress your life. Um, meanwhile, it's funny because I've had those same conversations with our mother, um, who has a very different perspective, even though she knows that you went through, um, some of those same challenges in college, she knows of them as a mother standpoint versus you know of them as a student standpoint, which oh, yeah. is, um, so I can kind of hear, even though I hear it from Brian as well, it's easier to receive <laughs> Yeah, from you. So absolutely, thank you. Appreciate you for that. Um, You're welcome, Brian. Yeah. You owe me. You owe me. Legit, you owe your auntie your life. <laughs> yeah, she has saved your life on several occasions, honey. So let's talk about some things while we're talking about things that we've passed down. What are some things... Um, that were passed down to us? What kind of things um, were placed in, in your tool belt as a young girl, young woman? The thought or the drive that if there is something that I want, I can do it myself, which can be a good or a bad thing, but I think our mother is super independent, and I okay. think that she has instilled that in us. Yeah. Um, the love of traveling and like experiencing new things, which comes from our grandmother and I from get our that. mother. Yes, I don't. <laughs> it, I talked about that in another episode too yeah. with Nina. I didn't get that. Yeah, but like I love to travel, and I know that I love that because mom and G traveled with us. They took us places, you know. Yeah. And then just like really basic stuff, like the love of reading was passed down and writing really, because mom's a good writer too. Yeah. Both of the, our grandmother was a librarian. Um, so books have forever and always been in my life and continue to be. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> I know that I'm I, that you and I are very different, and I'm different from mom and whatever. But I think that I'm made up of a lot of things that were passed down to me from them. Yeah, yeah. I think that I agree with that. I think that we are very different, which is always funny to me when I think about siblings and even thinking of my own children. How night and day mm -hmm. that they are. We are in the same. We are very night and day. Like. And I think that even though we grew up in the same household, we had very different experiences yeah. or very different memories of those experiences. You know, that's interesting. <laughs> and I think that I do think that that's what it is, too. Yeah. Because I or not even that we have different memories, but however it hit us, however it impacted us yeah. was 
just different. And that's yeah. that's the lens that we remember things through. Yeah, because um, I think people that are close to me know that I did not have a uh, very um, good relationship with um, our grandmother. Mm-hmm. But that is a very good relationship that you had. Mm -hmm. Um, So like that love of reading that, um, and really I think that that's probably where your love of travel comes from too, from G. You got those things. Um, And because we didn't have a very good relationship early on, I didn't get those things. Like I now, and I think that it's funny because now I get those things from you. Like, my want to, like, read books and be really interested in books saying I don't have to read. <laughs> <laughs> that comes from you, um, which is funny because that was something that was passed down um, to you that you now also give to me. And I love a travel. I did not get that from her. I got that from you. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I still don't travel much, um, it's still something that I do, something about you that I do admire. You, and I talked about this with Nina as well, like, y'all pick up and go, like, it's nothing. And you've always done that, be it travel for pleasure, or you legit pick up and go, like, move. Like, at one time, you lived in, what was it? Um, Ohio? Chillicothe. Chillicothe, Ohio, child. I was like, who even convinced you to move to Chillicothe, Ohio? Girl, a job where I can be, I can have my own beat at the newspaper and not start off as like some cops reporter or intern. I was covering county government. Girl, meanwhile, somebody Fresh out of school. Somebody could call me and be like, oh, Jamie, I have this dream job in LA and I, anxiety would immediately setting. Um, oh, I'm not saying that there wasn't anxiety. Each move, I'm not saying there wasn't any anxiety or that I wasn't nervous or scared, yeah. but gotta go. Yeah. So I think the things that were passed down to me for my own toolbox, most of mine, well, mine came from, um, mine came from mom um, in several different ways. I don't know that I got any um, from our grandmother. Um, I got a few from, from our dad, but not until, um, not until later in life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I said it's funny because a lot of our, we grew up together, but our experiences are different. And that is one um, very big difference for us mm-hmm. is, um, is our relationship with dad. And, um, <laughs> I, I will think, say that is what that's funny that made me remember the one when we were like younger younger the one of the times when I felt the need to protect you was one of the many times that dad was <laughs> supposed to show up and we were at G's house and he like it was late he hadn't come yet or whatever and then he like called and I said something to him I was like stop and you were upset I think you might have been crying or something I was yeah. like stop telling us that you're coming and you know you're not coming yeah she was like this very early <laughs> And I was just like, and yeah. So yeah, that is a very big difference in our it experience. It is because um, one, and that's why I said our memories. Because I don't remember that. I there's a lot of stuff that I don't. Ju- I just legit do not remember. Um, probably my memories about him, um, which may be due to my um, my brain surgery. I'm not sure if they 
because my memory is shot now. But um, most of my memories are adult life mm-hmm. um, with dad. And I don't even really know that he gave me anything in terms of lessons. Um, he, Both he and G were my lessons in forgiveness. Mm. So... Um, accepting people dad gave me the accepting people as they are for what they're able to give um he he gave me that lesson in forgiveness and um g was just an all-around lesson of, <laughs> of forgiveness um that came full circle and i'm definitely thankful for for that um and glad that we were able to establish a form of relationship before Um, she passed and she had an awesome like to sit and watch her have that same experience she had with you with Brian yeah so um I think that um I think that that was dope um but I think that the things that she gave you you gave me um I I do think that dad gave me we were just talking about this the other day because, you know, he's always done manual labor because he didn't go to school or whatever. He True. Didn't get, he didn't take, like, the route mom took either. And so I that's why I knew early on that I had to go to college. Because yeah. I was like, oh. I was like, We're not no, about that life. No. I said, like, I've got to go. <laughs> I have to go to school. Like, I don't like school. It's not anything that I want to do. But if it's going to position me to where I don't have to do that, then that's where I got to go. So yeah. he did... He did give me that. He also gave me some other things that I don't know that I would consider them to be in my tool belt because I don't know that they were helpful tools. Yeah. But, like, um, give me one. Like, I react very negatively. I don't handle well when people, what we just talked about, when people cancel on me last minute yeah. or people don't hold up their end, like what they say they're going to do. Yeah. I have a very, very, very hard time dealing with that. And because... I think that I had to deal with it so long, clearly because he's like my dad and like whatever. Yeah, very I have very on. little tolerance for other people doing that, and that I may know be where your gift of goodbye comes from, girl. Yeah, because it took me so long to get to it with him, and and if I see it, even a little bit of that in somebody new, I'm like, mm, no, I'm not even. Goodbye. I'm not even participating in this. Goodbye. <laughs> not participating but that's interesting that you say that because that's another um kind of trending thing that i've seen through these um discussions is those kinds of things that still show up for us now like those experiences that yeah, still childhood show up experiences and trauma now. not necessarily that minor like trauma but like those things so much are so much a part of people as adults yeah that i think that we don't recognize that enough and we um don't treat those experiences with more care yeah because we're not thinking down the road of like what this thing that you did to your seven-year-old how that's going to impact them as a 27 year old yeah so tell me um give me a time where you had to adjust your crime And I know that many people, and you included, won't believe. Like, I have to adjust my crown quite frequently. Everyone has said that. Because So I understand. Yeah, I mean, I do it quietly. I do it. It's it's a very personal thing. Like, nobody might even realize that, like, I got knocked, that it got knocked askew a little bit. And then I had to, like, fix it. But, I mean, it it happens pretty often. 
Um, the biggest time, though, in recent memory was when I came back from Germany. Um, True. I had a boyfriend of seven years at the time, and he was in the military, and um, we were trying to figure out what was going on. We were trying to get back in the same place because we had lived in separate places for a couple of years, and so we were like, okay, he was getting, um, he was going to be based out of Germany, and so we had like some conversations around it, and I it was decided that I would go out there. Mm-hmm. That lasted for about three. That lasted for maybe three months or so, because I went and I came back, and then I went again. Mm-hmm. When I came back, and I it, I can realize now that that relationship probably should have ended. I never should have like gone Going out back. there. But I we had been together for so long and I just so wanted to make it work. Yeah. And he said that he did too and I believe that he did. But yeah, I just in the end I didn't need to be there. It took me a very long time. That's when I actually finally adjusted my crown when I was like, you know, things happen as they're supposed to be. You probably didn't need to be there anyway, but you went and you learned some things. Got and now the move on. But when mm-hmm. I tell you I got back in early May of that year, I think it's been five years ago now, I was on mom's couch for a smooth week, just crying. Anytime somebody would say something to me, I would bust out in tears. I did not step outside of that house. Yeah. Luckily, like I was blessed and I was able to keep my job when I when I moved well, over there. Yeah. And so I still had my job, but I, I didn't even let them know I was back from Germany. I was just like, I'm going to let them think I'm still there because I, I cannot function I can't talk to anybody like I just I can't handle it and so um but then after that week I was like all right time to find a new place to live because clearly I'd given up my apartment and sold all my furniture and you know I was going to Germany so then I was like okay time to get this together or whatever and then it took a while because like with most breakups like I wanted to reach out I still wanted to talk like see what's going on you know whatever um, so just the whole moving on from that and then eventually being able to date again. Yeah. Um, I very much had to adjust my crown quite okay. a few times along that process. And even now, probably, who knows what's going to happen if something comes up and, like, I have to move somewhere for my person. Like, I feel like that joint is going to, like... That's going to be a trigger. But you up. know what? It it's not... <laughs> like, I'm triggered. It's gonna be like, oh, you should. I'd be like, I'm triggered. It's gonna be a trigger, but you know, but you know why it's not, um, because this is something that we've both talked about doing, um, which is therapy. Yeah, and I think that um, sitting down with a therapist and kind of unpacking some of those things, because I will admit, I wondered, and I often wonder with you, <laughs> when you came back, and just your gift of goodbye in general. Like I posted a. Um, a uh, uh, status on um, Facebook that had said something like, uh, do you have peace or are you just numb? Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of things I have wondered, like, girl, did she really? Like, her gift of goodbye is so strong. Like, did she just, like, really, like, let it go? Like, that was, seven years is a long time. It was a very long time. Yeah, it was a long time. You had made a big jump. Like you said, um, praise God that you were able to keep your job and um, kind of um, maintain that situation. Um, but still, it was still a big a big jump any, anyway. So- I, I legit can say that I have 
peace with that situation yeah. and it took me a while to get there but again which i think that we'll talk about la- later about um layers and veils i don't scream my super successes or my super failures to the yeah. world because i need to process for me and to me as soon as you discuss things with some people they feel like that's their invitation to give their opinions yes. and i don't want them yeah. And so I, because I need to figure stuff out and how I really feel about stuff without the outside noise. Influence, yeah. And so it took me a while to get there and it was a lot of internal stuff and a lot of thoughts and a lot of like kind of wanting to go back and like whatever, but I am at peace, at with, peace it. with it. Yeah. And I think, um, like that's, a, that literally is a lesson that finally, like I had an aha moment with last week. Um, I was watching a live stream of um, this, um, she's called The Confidence Coach. And she was talking about um, your girlfriends. And sometimes your girlfriends just need a space to just um, come and vent. They don't always, they're not always seeking solutions with you. Mm-hmm. And I am, most people that know me know that um, I'm really bad at that. Um, <laughs> Because you come with me with a, if you come to me with a problem, my immediate response is to help you find a solution. Yeah, Like, girl, let's talk that out. Let's figure that out. Let's da da da. And not everybody needs that. Yeah. So I think that um, hopefully you have someone that gives you that space to where, or you find someone that gives you that space where you can not have to process that all by yourself. And maybe it's just me that feels like people shouldn't have to process. Like, it's a lot to carry. It is, but to me... Or maybe that's therapy. Not to be... That's why people need therapy. Maybe it is therapy. Because to me, talking it through with a girlfriend, that is actually adding more of a burden or more of a stressor for me than Mm. me feeling like relief from venting. Okay. Like, because... You literally are taking on somebody else. Like, you're opening up and you're taking on somebody else's opinions or their thoughts on what yeah. you should be doing. Or even if they're just like, oh, I know, girl. But it's like, you know you're still sitting there looking at your friend like, she's judging me. Or she's thinking like, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Or or it might not happen at that at that particular venting session. Yeah. But it'll be a week later. And then you're going to throw it back at me. But like, well, remember last week you said. And it's like, okay. Yeah. We got to do better with that. Yeah. Cause that's not good. We should just have spaces like uh, no judgment zones. Um, and I actually think that you're probably a little bit better at that than me. Cause you've been with me through, well, you've been with me for my whole life, but um, you've gone through some things with me um, and you do let me just vent. And um, I don't know how much of your opinion you insert. You because just, I don't like when people do that yeah, to me. So you just you're you're good about that. We I'm gonna take that lesson. I'm gonna try to do better with that. Because <laughs> girl, I give you. I know I give you a, a, a input. Um, so let's talk about. Um, you already um, mentioned veils. Um, so let's talk about what the hardest veil was for you to lift, or is for you to lift. I think that it is the veil of like, I don't know if it's considered the veil of transparency or just like looking to the outside world like I have everything together. 
like that's not even a veil. That is like a stone, like <laughs> fortress. Wall, yeah, wall that like surrounds me because I don't. Yo, I feel, I feel I know what you're. I don't like to be judged, and I don't want people looking at me or making judgments or decisions based on me trying to fix something. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're like you're looking in like mid process or something and making just judgments or like based on decisions, or and I just I like to control how people receive me because I try to be very intentional in who I am to and for other people and so and it's not always perfect and I might have to like go within myself and say like Jeanette like okay Jeanette like that's not like fix that get that together represent and like do whatever and so and I just don't like people knowing my business because again it's like then everybody feels like they can have an opinion and then it becomes this awkward situation where I have to tell you that I don't care about or want your opinion yeah so um that one that is continuously a hard veil for me to to lift so is it do you think that that is just a way of life for you or do you think that that is something that you is transparency a goal for you you know I don't I don't know to be honest like this is how I have been for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And so part of me wants to say that it is a way of life. But recently, like post-Germany, I there have been certain people, and not to sound like a crazy like person or whatever, there are some people whose energy is just, you can feel it like when you meet them. Yeah. And like they're very comforting and they feel like, they're a person that you can like open up to. Yeah. And so I've come across a few people like that that I have been transparent with and I've been open with and I have reaped the benefits of that. Okay. Um, you know, maybe that they've been able to like talk me through solutions that I wouldn't have thought of otherwise, yeah. but maybe they're like what you were saying, they're really good about just creating space for me. Yeah, allowing so the like, space for that. Yeah, like Karen, um Nadia is always like that for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do see the benefit of it and, but it's not something that I do for everybody, not with, not with most people. Yeah. Like it's very few people that are that for me. Okay. So it is a way of life. I think that I do enjoy the benefits from lifting that veil and I probably wouldn't mind exploring, like, lifting it a little more often or keeping it up or whatever, however this metaphor is going. <laughs> but um, it, it would take a lot because, and I mean, and it's worked for me. Like, yeah. I'm happy with how things are going and, like, yeah. how I'm able to handle things. Um, you know, I get stressed and, like, whatever, but it's never anything that's kept me down or taken me to a place that, like, I didn't know how to get out of. Okay. So I think um, the veil question is one that's really important to me. Um, And that's a lesson for me, too, because I I have to understand and accept that things that are important to me are not important to everyone. Um, We're all called here for different reasons, to make different impacts in different ways. Um, And whereas for me, transparency um, is important not just for me, 
um, but important for other people. Like I'm, I've always been that friend that everyone goes to and talks to and tells all their issues to and whatever. So I see in the, and I, I, let me not even say friends, cause this is complete strangers. This is my coworkers. These are just random people. I have always been that person that people come to talk to. So as I hear people's stories, um, and, um, just this, well, last year I went, um, to the women's conference and meeting those women and hearing their stories. And I mean, I've never in my life met these people before, but hearing their stories and understanding, I have an understanding that we are all fighting so many of the same battles. Mm -hmm. Um, and feel alone in fighting those battles and not understanding that someone is already on the other side of that battle. So I think it's important for people to um, see us, be it through the process, going through the process to say, hey girl, you're not by yourself. See us on the other side of the process to say, hey girl, it's better on the other side. Or to even be a guide to help you navigate it. Like people are so... Um, like you just said, with that whole veil of needing to feel like you you look like you have it all together, we're more protective of that veil than we are of our personal health. Yeah. And so, so many of us remain broken and hurt and, um, you know, whatever, just to protect that veil. Yeah. So I think that veil in particular is one to me um, that's really important because... Again, I think that um, we protect it to our detriment. Yeah, and I, I think what that my therapist is gonna tell me. Yeah, girl, I'm real interested. Because as you t- as you're talking, I, you're like, you know, like they feel like they're like battling it alone, and even if it's just somebody on the other side, I'm like, oh no, but I choose to battle it alone. Like, yeah, like that to me, like that is where I have the clear my clearest head, and like, because you know, I overthink every piece of you're everything, yeah. and so that. And because at the end of the day, if I don't trust anybody else, if I don't trust whatever, whatever, (laughs) I trust me. Yeah. And I know where my judgments are coming from. And I know, you know, I'm really honest with myself. I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing, even if I know it's bad for me. But I'm like, well, I know I want to do it because of this thing. And it's like, you know, like, think that, you know, Come on, Brad. We just had this conversation about Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm curious about that because, I mean, I could, but I... I agree with what you are saying, and I think that it is helpful for some women to know other women's stories or struggles or how yeah. they overcame or whatever. Yeah. I also am very big on, like, everybody plays different roles yeah. for other people. Yeah. And so um, that just might not be the role that I play for you, but maybe I'm, you know, as you're, like, rebuilding and I'm like, Hey, I'm connecting. You got this opportunity. You got whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. Or you know, maybe and there's something else. You're definitely Yeah. So maybe that. there's like some other role that I play, even though I'm not fully willing to um, offer up my struggle and my stories to you. Yeah. And it has nothing to do. Well, I don't know if it has nothing to do, but it's not to be offensive to the other women who are going through things or whatever. But I have to take care of me. First, to make yeah. sure that like I'm okay. Yeah, because you can't pour from it. an empty cup. Yeah, come on. And so that's how I do it. Yeah, and I think that it's okay um, that you choose to go through them by yourself. If 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 that's what your therapist says, and if that's what you, <laughs> like, I think that that's okay. I'm not saying that that is not okay. All I'm saying is that um, 
some people, from, from the way that I look at it, I look at someone, my sister, and, you know, not my sister in real life, but my sister's sister, um, is struggling and is looking for somebody. And there's no one. And yeah. I think especially in the day and age that we're in with depression and yeah. all of those things, it's like, girl, if only you knew. Like, that situation, that uh, that Germany situation, would have took a lot of people out. Like, you only spent a week on the couch. Yeah. And that's pretty damn impressive. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just telling Kelly in another one of these episodes, and I think I've asked you before, too. Um, I think I just signed for the fourth year on my uh on my home uh, on my lease and I'm just so it's been I've been four years removed from a a seven-year relationship Mm -hmm. and girl I'm still looking at the clock like okay so when we when is this when when is this gonna pass like when are we like out completely out of over and um I'm, I'm someone that really believes that soul ties are for real um, and they're hard to break. Yeah. Um, so because you're my sister, and maybe that's the thing. Like I have that insight to you, even though your answer is always goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have that access to to you, someone who I have seen come out of that and and be on the other side of it. Um, so maybe it isn't that you aren't actually seen by somebody that needs to know that because I've asked you quite a few times so we on year um three like but you know what's funny though to be fully transparent I haven't talked to him since um two months after the last time I talked was like two months after I came back yeah I I think that I'll be fine, but I am curious as to what would happen if I was just walking down the street and I saw him. Like, I wonder if I'd be like, sitting here right now, I feel like I'd be like, oh, like, hey, you know, whatever. But I wonder if I'll do that or if I'll be back on the couch for another week or something. (laughs) Like, I I actually, I actually don't know. Maybe my therapist will also help me figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually really interested because you know me I'm queen of self-help queen of like all things healing I'm really interested in what a therapist is gonna say to me like I I have I can identify some areas in my life where I am stuck um and that is what is pushing me to go um see a therapist um because I haven't been able to figure it out on my own um but I'm really interested like girl I done read all the books I done gave all the advice I have Um, done healing to the umpteenth power, like what in the world? But that's why I'm very interested to see. I'm interested in yours too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so tell me, give me a life lesson that you've learned along the way. So for me, and this goes along with probably a lot of what I've been saying, and this might be wrong or whatever. My life lesson has been to keep my circle small and take care of that circle so in in being able to have truly meaningful relationships I know my bandwidth for that and I can't do that for 50 different people true like I've got my I can count my very close friends on one hand 
but it's the people that like I will do whatever for mm-hmm. and I know in Germany when I all of a sudden one day I needed to come back and then plane tickets were like $1,500 Tawana was like I got like a thousand like we got to get you home like I like I don't want you over there anymore yeah. like I I have I nurture those relationships I, I put a, a priority on focusing and nurturing those relationships so that I can also be for them what they are for me and yeah. that, you know, they're actually meaningful. So this whole thing of, like, quality over quantity. Yeah. Like, I know there's some, they like to collect friends and you call everybody your friend, yeah. but it's like, mm, girl, but. I know her. Yeah. It's, yeah. I know of her. <laughs> yeah. And so I, but I'm very much about, like, Quality and to me, it, those relationships are the foundation of everything that I'm able to do. Awesome. So let's wrap up with who needs to see you? Who needs to see this current version of Janelle? Girl, you didn't tell me this was one of the questions. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> this is how we're going to close out. This is funny because y'all hear her talking about uh, her need to this veil that she has. <laughs> So I gave this girl these questions because uh, she we weren't going to get her in here. No, we were going to get her in here otherwise. But I tried to prep her as, as much as possible. <laughs> but still, I think that I think that it's a good question for other people. But I also think that it's a good question for you because it kind of I think that it helps you understand your why. A softball answer, I'll I'll give two answers, but a softball answer is someone that needs to see me as I am right now is 15, 16-year-old me. Yeah. Who had acne and, like, wanted to be off of the highway and wanted to live somewhere else and who wanted like, you know, all the freedoms or whatever and who wanted to be a published writer and who wanted to like whatever, but was just like, yo, how is that going to happen? And is that going to happen? And who needed to see that I could take care of myself coming out of a home with a mother who took very good care of me. And I saw her struggle to do it. And like, can I... How am I going to be able to do that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in worlds where there exists, like, different planes, and, like, 16-year-old me is still somewhere trying to figure it out, but 30, 36-year-old me is doesn't have it all figured out, but it's whatever. Um, I think she needs to see. I also think that black women in the communications space, digital communications space, Outside of, you know, there are a lot of black women who are very successfully running their own little small boutique PR companies or whatever, whatever. I think younger black girls and black women who maybe that's not entrepreneurship isn't the route for them, but they're still great creatives. They still have good ideas and they still would be able to help and grow brands in a agency setting or with a firm. I think maybe needs to see, because my kind of trajectory through this has been strange where, you know, I worked for newspapers forever. I got out, I got into government contracting. I started off as just like a writer editor. You know, I worked up to a communications manager and now I'm a digital strategist helping pretty large um, federal agencies with their communication plans. Yeah. 
I have no desire to own my own like little firm. I don't want to go the entrepreneurship route, but I do want to see more people like me in these spaces. Yeah. Working in these different types of fields. I'm tired of going to UX conferences and content strategy conferences and there's me and like one other black girl. Yeah. Or wanting to go to like these networking things or whatever, but getting so tired that like when I look at the panel and the lineup and who's like RSVP'd, it's all like it's all white men or, or white women. Yeah. Um, so I mean I, I think that being able to flourish in this space, make money in this space, yeah. stay sane in this space, and do good work. Yeah. Um, I would hope that I'm being an example of that for somebody. True. And then also anybody who thinks that like therapy is not for them, or you know how black people traditionally have this thing that like we don't it's do therapy. Uh-huh. Like, I think people who are struggling through things but think therapy isn't an option. Um, maybe needs to see because I don't know that I always thought that I needed therapy. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that we did. I yeah. think that th- this is a, a act of rebellion for us. Um, <laughs> 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 we're gonna go and like because it's funny. I think that that's something that me and you both are um, committed to, like redefining certain things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I like how you, you know, talked about not wanting to be an entrepreneur, but in you are. Um, <laughs> you have several of your own, you know, passion product uh, projects. Excuse me, that are super dope and entrepreneurial. But in none that, of them um, make me any money. Yeah, and I get that. I get that. <laughs> They're I, truly passion projects. They are truly pa- passion projects, but I think that um, adding value doesn't always come with the dollar sign. So True. I think that um, retyped alone, which redefines uh, stereotypes, is amazing, and I think that they make um, they make a, it makes an impact of its own. But I think it also adds value to you, too. Yeah, that's not a financial coin, which is why we keep our jobs. Yeah, um, and we have side situations, yeah. and we're blessed enough to be able to. Um, use the uh, financial resources from our jobs to fund our passion projects. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's okay. I think that you're right. I think that not everyone um, wants to be an entrepreneur or is about that life. Well, sister, I want to thank you for (laughs) coming and sitting down with us here on the Gesture Crown. Um, I know that this was a stretch for you. It wasn't that much of a stretch. It wasn't that much of a stretch, um, but I, it was. It was just because I know you. But so the good thing, <laughs> <laughs> the good thing about you though, is that even though that you won't be out here on the corner screaming your story to any and everybody, like you will indirectly impact people who listen to this podcast who may be able to relate to you. And I tell you that now at the end, now that you already (laughs) recorded your episode, um, because when people listen to it, there may be somebody that's just like you. That's like, mm, that's kind of reserved. I'm going to say reserved. Yeah. When I say very reserved, but in that, in that, um, manner, you remind me a lot of your mother. 
<laughs> who's also very reserved. And I yeah, think it wasn't until um, we became adults that we even got to know her. Yeah. Um, so well, I think she was working. Yeah, she, she was, was working. She was um, working, but then at the same time too, she just was very much like you. She was a. I got it all together. She still is, child. Yeah. She still is a, I got it all together. It's going to work the way I said it was going to work. And that's just, that's just our makeup. Yeah. Um, and I think that I have some of, the, a, a bit of that in me. Um, but I also have another side of wanting to look a complete mess to anyone that needs, yeah, I'd that needs to, no yeah, yeah, but I'm willing to look a mess, um, so that people understand and can see, um, the process of my mess becoming my message, but thank you again for, um, for coming and being open and honest and transparent, um, and stepping outside of yourself for the sake of your little sister and her dreams. I was about to say, yes, thank you for having me, and I'm proud of you. And I, you know, I this is also me just supporting, yeah, whatever it is. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Adjust Your Crown. I am your host, Jamie, and um, stay tuned.